So summer, end of summer, I'm going to say, August. is when you can, that's the end of summer, isn't it? End of August. Isn't August the end of summer? No. Song by Yanni. Not here. What? Like October is the end of summer. Oh, I mean like seasonally, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. It just turned to spring. Prove it. Uh, I can't. It's like Contact, starring Jodie Foster. You know I who wrote even... Contact? Um, no. Carl Sagan. What? Really? Yeah. The oh. book or the movie? The, the book. book. Which the movie is based on. Based. No, I mean, it's like the same. Is it? Well, it's close. Is it? Matthew McConaughey. Jodie Foster's in both. Right. Matthew McConaughey can't <laughs> be trusted. <laughs> is he Carl in that? Carl writes. He wrote Our heroine, who looked a lot like Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jodie Foster looks up into the sky pensively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, there's, but there's 16 hours of, of static. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> End of movie. Oh, no. It was her dad the whole time. No, it was. <laughs> Spoiler. It was Matt McConaughey from Interstellar. It's love. What if that was the crossover? They're actually the same. <laughs> same person. Continuity. I like it. It happened in the time that was passed while Matt McConaughey was gone. Who was a priest in that movie, if I remember correctly. Yes. And he was. Yeah. He was a priest scientist. <laughs> priest Dientist. A priantist. No, that sounds like priapism. <laughs> which is a super boner. A, scient- mm-hmm. a scientist portmanteau. Oh, okay. no. We're doing them. Oh, we keep doing okay. them. I hate them so much. I hate anything <laughs> that I don't understand, Danny. Aww. I know. <laughs> That's why you hate Asians. No. <laughs> like when they're talking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Edit that out. I took it to a nine. You took it to a twelve. Well, it's off the charts. Where's the scale? <laughs> <laughs> it goes to thirteen. Oh, good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, you're all right. Within social norms, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trump mm. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Legend of Things, a podcast about video games, cool media, and the inevitable, and the inevitable creep. I can't say that word. Inevitable. 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 Okay. A podcast about video games, cool media, and the inevitable, inevitable, man, fuck you word. Can we go back to that one? Okay, great. And these are your hosts, Sean, Jonathan, and Danny. Oh, this this racism is killing me inside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Welcome to episode six of... The Legend of Things. Perfect lead-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some things. Uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Do you Ooh. want to start with that? Go for it. Then we're going to get into an awesome segment entitled, Two Guys Who Have Played Chrono Trigger <laughs> Explain to Danny What Chrono Trigger Is and Why People Like It. Yeah. Quote, which unquote. Which we, John and I have a lot to, are the two guys in this scenario. I am the Danny in this scenario. <gasps> Danny will be playing the part of Danny this evening. <laughs> Way to break <laughs> character. Myself. Danny as himself. Yeah. Did you do your breathing exercises ahead of time so you're ready to go? <laughs> All right. Well, save it until you're done with your Ethan, Ethan Hunt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. I'm going to forewarn you here that I played it about six months ago. 
Ethan Carter? Yeah. Oh, okay. I played it never. Hold on. So I'm going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I know. You, yeah, I know that you liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. John also liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. However, what sold me on the game, I wasn't going to buy it until I went to their website and they had a full scroll down animated comic with a really curious art style about, um, I think it was Ethan Carter himself writing to this detective before he went missing. Right. And Which is the beginning of the game. Is it? If I remember. Yeah. I'm because pretty he gets. Sh- like the, what was his name? Paul Prospero is the detective mm-hmm. who gets a letter from a small boy. Uh, then the boy goes missing, so Prospero travels to this town to find out what happened to the titular Ethan I hate that Carter. Word. But you start out in the, the, the outskirts of the town. Ethan Carter. I prefer eponymous over titular. I don't because it sounds like tits? Yeah. Okay. The eponymous Ethan Carter. Mm-hmm. But you start the game out in the outskirts of the town, right? Yeah, you start the game out in, in like, going through a tunnel, like a, yeah, like a train yeah. tunnel towards the town. In the comic, it's at Prospero's house. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like a... It was very curious. I didn't it see managed, that comic. I'm going to go find yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just their website. I think it was front page, but that was a long time ago. <clears throat> so the game is beautiful. Yes. Gorgeous. Very. I want to read a quote. Ooh. Totes uh, Gorge I like is quotes. the quote. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, 2016. <laughs> quote, unquote. Uh, this is by uh, Julian Aiden at Hardcore Gamer. The game looks absolutely amazing. There aren't adequate words to explain what the astronauts team accomplished in creating The Vanishing. Using photogrammetry, I don't. I have no idea what that sounds is. like. A made-up word. <laughs> Using photogrammetry, mm-hmm. they were able to import wholesale from the real world, weathered and highly detailed models mm. that actually feel and look real. No wonder. Uh, avoiding the use of tiled textures and stock models for the vast majority of the game creates a world that is incredibly beautiful, immersive, and tangible. It's beyond awe-inspiring. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's why it's only two hours long. It is short, so, but totally worth it. To me, what what grabbed me is I was walking around in the woods and I look over, there's this giant boulder that has kind of divots in the boulder and there are browned pine needles in the divots and uh, you could see them individually and I'm like, F my L. This is your game. <laughs> yeah. This is the Danny, this is why, this is again why you can't play The Witcher. There were pine needles. <laughs> there were pine needles. Pine needles. <laughs> That's the tagline for this episode. The episode with pine needles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a beautiful game. It's a puzzler game. And there's a, there's a bunch of weird shit in there. There's like mm-hmm. an astronaut hanging out in the woods that you have to chase. There is. And then you wake up in a space pod. Which was pretty fun. Yeah. I don't know how much of this we want to spoil. All um, of it. It's, it's, been out, it's been out for a while. Okay. So th- the idea is that y- you come to find out... After each one of these puzzles, something weird happens, like a monster appears, or you end up in space or something. You find out that you're in a manifestation of the titch, the uh, <laughs> eponymous character's <laughs> short stories. Uh, so he wrote a short story about an astronaut. Suddenly you're in that same world as the Ethan astronaut. Carter did, Ethan the child. Carter. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So all the puzzles I found really interesting. A lot of them weren't that hard, but it was still fun to do. Uh, there was one that just effed me. Uh, Which one? Uh, the one with the doors. Where did it eff you? The doors. In the L. The go for, go for it. What is it? Leg? No, no, no. Try again. Ligaments. Yes. Latch. Ligaments. <laughs> <laughs> the lanus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that what it was? Yeah. I picked L at random to be honest. The labrum. So you go into <laughs> you go into this house. There's two houses kind of side by side. You go into the first one, it's a smaller one, and there's a oh, note on a chair. Right. And you read the note, and it opens up a portal and a door in that house. An actual portal? Yes. And you're transported into the other house. That's okay. Where all the doors are portals. And you have to, you can switch the portal, and you have to switch them all to what it actually is in the variation of the other house without the portal. It's super confusing how I'm telling it right okay. now. Yeah, 100%. But it's a puzzler. <laughs> and it was, it was hard. That took me like an hour, a full hour to do that. But uh, really fun to watch. The game. Look at. Oh, know. yeah. And it's pretty dark, too. Maybe I'll just watch a, I think you'd probably just watch a Let's Play for yes. it. Yeah. And get the whole experience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you could, but then the developer wouldn't make any money. Yeah, that's a problem, apparently. People are starting to say that Let's Play. Oh, uh, so that slight, dragon slight tangent. Yeah, yeah, that Dragon Cancer is saying it's not making any money because everyone's watching Let's Plays for it. <laughs> Which is a bummer. Which is a bummer, but that's the market right now. That game is. I don't think I can play it. Yeah, you don't like things that make you cry. I know. I wanted to, and then I'm like... <sighs> I I can see that, though, because then you'd be paying... I don't know what it is on Steam now, like 15 bucks. It's probably like 10 or 15 bucks. You'd be know. paying 15 bucks to be super depressed. Yeah, dude. Like, it's about a dying baby. Yeah, and you don't... Spoiler. There's no part of the game where it ends and you're like, I feel better. No, the baby dies. <laughs> yeah, This is terrible. like fucking Marley and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I haven't watched that either. Don't fucking watch Marley and me. I won't. Or Up. I'm not see, gonna. The, I don't know. It's hard for anything media-based to affect me in that sense. Oh, John doesn't... He's a cold-hearted son of a bitch, though. However, okay. I will say Marley and me... You seem so warm and... Emotional. And robotic? Yes, I know. <laughs> However, he seems so lifelike. I've known I've known John literally my whole life. I'm He's been the same the whole time. Yeah, I'm a slightly upgraded automaton. Okay, slightly, slightly. Yeah, he's got the free flow elbow. I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the personality module the equation. Six. <laughs> but Marley and me did a number on me, oh, and so man. did Journey. Oddly, oh, interesting. That was one of the few that actually touched me. What about the Last of Us intro? Intro? Oh, that was rough. The first part of The Last of Us. Oh, man. Oh, I cried. Did you really? Yeah, it was yeah. sad. Jesus. I was affected. Like, yeah. I thought it was... I was taken aback. Yeah. I did a... I oh, still haven't sucks. finished it mm. because there's... It's just the weight of it. Really? It's just strong. It's a strong game. Mm. It's really good. It's really fun. And whenever I sit down to play it, I'm like, this is a great game. But it's also very just fucking serious. It is serious. I thought it it got blown out of proportion for me, so I don't have an accurate view of it. Well, Everybody like was saying game Undertale of the year, game of the year. For me. Yeah. yeah. And then I played it and was like, this is slightly above average. Shit gets overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Please yeah. carry on. Ethan Carter. Ethan Carter. A lot of really cool... Um, th- there's, there's an element of the game where... You, you find a dead person. And, like the and, body? Yeah, you find the body of a dead person. You walk over to it, and it releases these spirity type things. And they go to different parts of the area you're at. And you walk to them and have to put them in order okay. uh, of what happened. And then it recreates what happened. And you come to find out that the kid is kind of abused. Um, there's a backstory of like the kid uh, releasing a dark spirit that takes over his whole family and the family kind of goes crazy which was super intriguing to Mm -hmm. me turns out that was a story that he wrote too sure spoiler 
But eventually you find out that the kid is dead. Right, hence <laughs> vanished. Yes, hence the vanishing. Did he fall down a mine shaft? The eponymous no. vanishing. No, he... It was he, much more sad than that. Yeah, he accidentally locks himself in a basement room of a building that catches fire. Oh, that's pretty bad. It was rough, but the ending uh, cutscene was super powerful to me. Like, you watch the entire thing happen. So, so you think that this crazy supernatural thing happened to this kid. Yeah. Um, and you think, like, this dark force, this dark, compelling force thrust itself upon his family and the family went crazy and he did everything he could in this epic battle blah 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 sure turns out it was an accident mm-hmm. um and you see all of this play out in the ending cutscene. what actually happened yeah and you start uh it's very cinematic and you fly through some flames and then you pull back on the houses it's burning down and everything's kind of moving in slow motion and I was just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And I I watched it twice. That was affecting to me. Sure. Like, not so much The Last of Us. I think intro, probably, like, as, like a, as a father, too. I mean... I guess so, That yeah. probably has an added layer. Yeah. For me, things. it was the, the idea of childhood imagination that whenever I find it in any sort of medium, it's always touching to me. That in particular as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, the one thing that I, like, completely... Miss, <laughs> right? Like about just being able to have like a a mind that lets you completely forget like the things of real life and just imagine things like completely. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It is. Once it? you lose that innocence, it's just gone forever. Yeah, we don't. We haven't though. Well, I think to, to, to give the to give the listeners a little of our day to day. We G chat like all day, all day long. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we don't work in the same place, but no, not anymore. We just chat all day. <laughs> Uh, and we'll throw ideas back and forth. Oh, like, we have a lot of good ideas. But, yeah. I mean, I think, like, I'm what I'm talking about is, and I think we all have our escapes. Like, we Actually. play video games. We do D&D. Like, there's, we're using our imagination all the time. I mean, you do all the creative writing. You know, Danny, you do all design and, and all that crap stuff. Crap? Does that mean? Shit. Poop? <laughs> no, just say shit. All that poop? But, like, only, like, a kid can just be like, I'm a fucking astronaut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am right now. I'm on the moon. And you're like, you are? And they're like, yep. Like <laughs> I just, guess that with Finn. Oh, though. see, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And it's like one of those things where it's we we can't do that. It's like if I say that, I'm a crazy person. Yeah. You know, I can't just like strap on a cardboard box and fly around the living room. Um well, I can. You could. I can. And I John won't judge me for that, but That's I can't true. do that outside. Sure. Yeah. Unless I was in San Francisco or Berkeley or any college town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much Irvine. Not Irvine or, yeah. Your impressions, John. Of the game? Yeah. Like I said. How many bays of hail? That actual bays bays of hail? Did you say bays of hail? Bays of hail. Bays of hail? Bays of hail. Isn't that what you said? Hay 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 bales. bales. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Um, How embarrassing. The environments, obviously, we read the quote earlier. Neither of us can describe them better than that guy did. That was very succinct and evocative. Uh, It's spot on. The environments are 10 out of 10 easily. Uh, I don't recall the sound of the game, but the storyline was very engaging, and that idea of childhood imagination and innocence being broken only by death was uh, very touching and 
unusual, I guess, for games in general. Yeah. So I was very excited to see that actually happen. Excited as a loose term, of course. Not excited to see his death. But I was happy to experience that. Both. So <laughs> so I'd go, th- I don't know, strong eight. A strong eight. High yeah. praise from John, for sure. I'd go eight or nine. Yeah. There were some things that were very um, evocative to me. Mm-hmm. First of all, there was a jump scare in the mind that just oh, right. ripped me open. <laughs> like you scared the shit out of you. <laughs> it was good. Did you make an audible, like, scared noise? Yeah. That's Laura the key. Was, <laughs> That's how you know it was Laura good. was sitting at the table, I remember, and this thing just jumps up and... Oh, was that with the altar? Underwater, or under cave altar kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, right. Yep. Uh, and there was a puzzle in there, but mm-hmm. I, you know, there was like, there was, there was this the, ambling creature. Yes. Yeah. That guy. The lurker with the lantern. And the first time I saw him, I just stopped and he walked by me and I'm like, okay, those are totally benign mm-hmm. and approached the next one. They just bait fucking you. Fucking forget about yeah. it. Yeah. I just, I scream. Did you like <laughs> scream? Like, Fuck you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like full on scream at the TV and Laura's like, are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, come see this. That was awesome. Yeah. Play it <laughs> um, off, Danny. Yeah. But some of the, (laughs) (laughs) some of the, like the astronaut in the woods, for some reason that really got me. Yeah. Uh, There's also a part after that mine where the story that you find yourself in is like an underwater story and there's huge tentacles and Mm -hmm. obviously Cthulhu comes to mind and I'm like, this, yeah, this is good. Um, And one other thing that I wanted to say is in this same article from the quote that I read, he's like, uh, you travel through a town that feels as though it was taken straight from some forgotten corner of America. No way. <laughs> I grew up in Germany and everything I thought made this a European town. Really? Yeah. Like crossing the bridges and looking down and seeing the architecture. It mm-hmm. really reminded me of where I grew up. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and maybe all the cars was... are right wheel drive. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, wait a second. Yeah, that's not how it is there. No. That's oh, I guess not. Huh? Just England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Japan. Is it Japan? Yeah. Too? I think they do that in Japan, too. I know Australia and England, for sure. But yeah, but there's... Cares? Fiji. Too. Right. Oh, I don't... You should. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was really... I thought it was a great game. 8.5, for Ooh. sure. Yeah, it was... Not enough to bump it up to 9. Yeah. I, if it was longer... Sure. Yeah. It would be a full-on 9. <clears throat> so, I have a question. So, what makes you go through all these stories in the game. Like, are you magic? You're what makes you go through them? Well, like how can you do that? Oh, okay. I see. That's you'll find out at the end of the game. That's another spoiler. You are a character from one of his stories. Oh (laughs) yeah. So Paul Prospero is a detective in one of his stories and comes back to kind of wait. So he, okay. So he writes a story with, the detective, mm-hmm. where the, te- te- the detective receives a letter from the author of the story yes. to in- to fuck, to it's, meet him. It's to meet him, not to fuck him. He's right. a quasi-father figure okay. that his father should be. Okay. Because his parents, as far as I recall, were abusive. Yeah. And yeah. so the detective was a way for him to get saved and have a better father figure simultaneously. Right. Through his own writing. It was so there is no game. magic in this game. No. Except the magic of imagination. Basically, yes. Hmm. Like yeah. all of his stories were just laid out layer by layer right. that you'd walk through. You'd uh-huh. go through one story as Paul Prospero continuously. Sure. And you'd experience all of these different stories on your goal and your your attempt to save Ethan Carter. from I guess Which is, I guess, family. what you're trying to do the exactly. whole time. But, he, but you can't. Yeah. 
but he's already dead. Yes. Well, for the impression that I got was that he was dead, but waiting to be released. You know oh, what like I mean? The like ghost, thing. ghost type. Ghost dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the pudding in. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Paul Prospero comes, and there's a cutscene at the end, the cutscene at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an exchange between them that's like, when can I move on or something like that. Between the detective and Ethan? And the boy, yeah. Uh-huh. And oh, I forgot like, about that. Oh, no, the boy says, well, what's next? And... Prospero says, well, there's now there's going to be a next story. Now you can just let go. And the boy's mm-hmm. like, I can let go? And he's like, yeah, let go. I like the voice acting a lot, Oh, too. is y'all like hard-nosed? It's very, yeah. It's very much what I just did. Sure. Except not quite as good. Oh. As what I just did. <laughs> okay. Because I'm a professional. I like, heard that you were a professional. Yeah. Just now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the great game. Like, environmentally, like, yeah. ambiently is really, really great. Mm-hmm. I want to play it, yeah. Again, really? The way through. Yeah. Do you think you missed anything, or it'd be exactly the same experience? Only cut. Well. Do you think you would lose some of its shine going back in, knowing exactly I what's think going it would. on? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was so nice to look at. If though. it's so pretty, though, yeah. And Laura did the entire first uh, two puzzles. Oh, nice. Like, she did the one with the traps in the beginning. She mm-hmm. did the one with the astronaut. Yeah. And I, she's not too good at the double stick. So. <laughs> sure. Well. Uh, don't just leave it (laughs) leave it Uh, so I had to coach her (laughs) bad Danny I'm sorry no I'm Uh, sorry honey I'm sorry drop it okay good game it's like if you were holding a stick and you were a dog one of those situations drop it drop it alright let's move on to our future segment (laughs) two guys who have played with Let's move on to... You're having a lot of hard time with that one. <laughs> yeah, leave that in for sure. Two guys who have played Chrono Trigger explain to Danny what Chrono Trigger is and why people like it. So, go. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the basics, uh, Chrono Trigger was a game that came out through Super Nintendo for Super Nintendo. I can't talk tonight at all. Perfect. So, we're, we're just all dum-dums. Except Yay. John. No, but he's a robot, so... Yeah. Um, so it came out show for, hmm? where the little sister was a robot. You remember that? Show? Yeah. Yeah. S- little, little wonder, small, small wonder. wonder. She oh, body slammed yeah. Hulk Hogan once. Oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she lived in the closet. He would just turn her off when he was done with her, which oh, was a little weird. That is weird. Hmm. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Chrono Trigger <laughs> was a game that came out for Super Nintendo in, um, what, 1996 like or 7, yeah. yeah. And um, it is a Japanese RPG, um, which I know you're not a huge fan of, Danny, RPGs in general. I can get into it. Yeah. I mean, I like the newer, I like MMORPGs. Mm. Different. Different, for Different sure. mistake. Yeah, so it's a... What? <laughs> so do you. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> Just felt like throwing that at Ugh. there. Please um, continue. So basically, the game, I guess theme-wise, is about time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know that. I didn't know that going into it at all, which was really interesting because this isn't a time when you didn't sit on Reddit all day and like do a bunch of research about a game ahead of time. Um, How old were you when you played that first? If like, it came, it came out came in '96, I was 11. Okay, so it must was, have been around there. Yeah, I think probably maybe '94. Maybe I was. We were young. I mean, yeah, around that age for sure. Yeah. So basically, um, you're Chrono who is classic uh, protagonist that doesn't talk. 
mm-hmm. classic to all to that genre at the time. The everyday kid that wakes up and finds himself on a big adventure. Yeah, basically. And um, you meet all these interesting characters along the way. You travel through time, basically um, trying to right all these wrongs to finally battle this thing that brings on the end of the world twice. Oh. Mm-hmm. On the end of the world twice. Oh, actually more than twice. It's like 13 times? Yeah, a few times. You can end the game 13 different ways by finishing the game once and then playing through again and battling the end boss at different locations in it has time. New Game Plus. It was, I think, one of the first games to have New was. Game Plus and actually have it mean be something. cool and like fun. So yes. basically, New Game Plus, yeah, so like just like in Bloodborne. Okay. Right? So you yeah. finish the game and then you're like, I'm going to start again, but you start, you keep all your levels and your gear and stuff. And you right. did the same thing. Um, in this instance, like I remember I played through it a ton of times and, um, you could get, for example, like these special boxes you could open, you could get one special armor piece per playthrough mm-hmm. and I got all of them for every, I got enough for everyone mm-hmm. and you can only have three people at a time, but I got one for everyone, which is now that I think it about it, a lot of completely ridiculous, <laughs> but that's when, you know, you would be off for three months. In the summer. What else are you going to do? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Play outside. Friends. What? friends. <sighs> but it's interesting the way that they introduce the time travel mechanics. Because you start off as just your everyday boy. Your mom comes into your room, opens the shutters, wakes you up. It's like, oh, by the way, it's the fair today. So you go into the middle of the town. Well, you have a cat. You do have a cat. That, I remember, stuck with me. That actually comes into yeah, storylines. That can change your ending. Yeah. Based Is on your cat. Is that why you love cats so much? No. <laughs> Maybe you do love cats. So I love much, cats though. a lot. Hey, that's not something our listeners know about you, but you're a cat person. I love cats. It's on my bio. Oh, it is on your bio. So yeah. I mean, if anyone reads the bios on no, our website, <laughs> <laughs> thelegendofthings.com. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Um, and then you know, shit happens. You go through. Um, you go to the future, mm-hmm. which is like a post-apocalyptic future, and yes. there's like mutants and like crazy rats and like weird yeah weird stuff mm-hmm. um you go to the extreme past like 60,000 BC oh um Far with dinosaurs primal. and stuff <laughs> before that yeah before that 50,000 years prior luckily. to luckily <laughs> and then uh you also go to was the floating stuff in the middle there oh and zeal uh it was in the er, past early early it was early but not before the prehistoric yeah so you go to and then like a middle far past which, which is, is all like super techie and magic and yeah like high magic super magic not techie yeah there's all sorts of interesting characters and but the, the main villain comes in i believe for the first time when you go to 60,000 bc and there's this red star in the sky that the villagers are always talking about it's like oh it's an evil omen kind of thing but by the end of that chapter the story it crashes into the earth and effectively yeah. burrows there so between then and any point in the future that you can go to you can fight that evil seed that is threatening to destroy the earth. I was talking to the lady friend who's also a big gamer and Chrono Trigger is one of her favorite games. So I asked her what she thought was the most interesting part of the game. And it was that your character, the main character, Chrono can die and you cannot resurrect him. You have the option to resurrect or to not. And you can continue the entire game without him in the picture and it'll change the ending itself. So it's one of the first games that I recall playing that Can you, that happen? Hmm? When? You don't have to use the time egg to bring him back. I never even considered that. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't it, though? Oh, to have the shit. main character just <laughs> completely vanish? Like I have it on DS. I have oh, it really? on, yeah. God damn it. 
It's very interesting. I never even, <laughs> my little like 11 year old brain is like, why would you do that? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it's the impersonation of you. He's the silent protagonist. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's you. But you can never continue even, without the game without him even involved. Well, did you think if you didn't resurrect him that the game would just be over? Like, I thought you had to. I, just, I guess I thought you just had to do it. Interesting. Well, like, there's also optional characters you can get, oh, which yeah. is pretty cool. Like, one of the villains from earlier in the game can be picked up later mm-hmm. as a as an ally, and you learn a lot more about his backstory and stuff. It's all really deep and well-written. Mm-hmm. He looks like the aspect of death. His name is Magus. He wields a scythe. You know, traditional evil-looking character. He's an elf. Oh, Basically. Well, damn. It's, um, it's good. well-created. The writing is still really good. There's like, a reason why everybody wants it to be remade. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah sure. You gotta check it out, man. Yeah, I um, it came up because uh, Twenty Eight Plays guys just put out a podcast about oh, their fifty, their ten best fiftieth episode, yeah, each, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Chrono Trigger was on there, and you've been talking about it to me for like two years. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's solid. It's great. The music is awesome. Even the eight or what is it, sixteen, sixteen bit music is still really evocative. Really evocative. Cool. So check it out on your emulator or your DS. It's so good, and I yeah. might have to charge up the old DS. One of my top three games, highly suggest if you haven't played it, give it a shot. It's really Didn't good. you put it as your top game? It's tied. I can't choose between that and the original Deus Ex. Oh, right. Because Deus both X. of them progress story. Li- that's, I don't know if I want to get into this now, but... Blade Runner? Yeah. Is that what you're about to do? Yeah. I'll do it. We've got the time. You don't like Blade Runner, though. No, I like it, but I played Deus Ex first, which delves into the main themes of Blade Runner to a much greater depth. Right. And I played that first and thought it was incredible. It was one of the best expositions I've ever seen in a game. and It's like an homage. It is, but it goes further. Yeah, It goes way further. Not just whether androids are people. That's like discussed within the first 10 minutes and continues as a storyline for the first quarter of the game. And yeah. then it's progression on how, how to integrate them into society. And they need a laser sword. But it's... Uh, <laughs> you do? They, they dealt <laughs> with so many themes that I didn't even know could be dealt with in a game. So it was so high-minded that I didn't even know that philosophy could be involved in gaming. And it was the first game that I ran into that developed an entire philosophy around it and what a potential future of Blade Runner could look like. Hmm. And so after I went through all that and like put ungodly amounts of time into it, watching videos again, even after the fact, there's a video from uh, JC Denton and Morpheus. One of the, he's like a secret AI that you can run into later on in the game before the end, who talks about a surveillance state, which very much looks like what the NSA is currently doing. And Hmm. it talks about how people view that in a variety of different lenses through um, celebrity that people just really want to be watched and to be judged, and whether it's through God from what it previously was, you know, a greater being looking down and judging you, to whether it's the state looking down and judging you on whether or not what you're doing is legal or illegal. It's it's extremely deep. That game is incredibly deep narratively. Oh, what console is it for? PC. It's for PC. Three. PC. The regular old PC. Yeah, that's why you missed it, most likely. It's a PC yeah. game. It's so good. It's also, like, unplayably old. It's not. <laughs> well, the controls are wonky, but there was a re-release from, uh, I think it was just a bunch of dedicated fans that put, like, four years into it for a high-def texture <clears throat> pack and a slight update to the controls and the mechanics so that it was released for free. I think it's called Deus Ex Remastered. Redux or something, yeah. But it's available on Steam for free if you have the original Deus Ex. 
which I and, do. Yeah, there you go. So you should have access to it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's common on Reddit that whenever Green you see anybody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whenever you see right. anybody mention Deus Ex, somebody's reinstalling it just because it's that prolific of a game. But that's why I went back and I saw Blade Runner, and it's like, okay, I've seen this before, but I've seen it done better. And the reason is because this was an evolution of that, like 15, no, 20 years later. No, much Blade yeah. Runner was 80. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I Deus Ex was 2000. I understand where that's, but would Deus Ex have legs to stand on had Blade Runner not come out first? No, probably not. Which is why Blade Runner was influential, but it's why I didn't enjoy it as much as yeah. everybody else seems to. Or would Blade Runner have come out if Isaac Asimov's iRobot probably not short stories hadn't yeah. come out before? It? Obviously, Asimov's so everything good. is yeah. It's all related, but it's just that's why it didn't have the same impact on yeah. me as it did many other people. But just because of the progression in which I experienced them. I've very recently, and within the last three weeks, I think maybe mm-hmm. month. Um, have gotten re-obsessed with Blade Runner. Yeah, well, it, they just re-released like the thing on Netflix, mm-hmm. and right. you just went bonkers on it. Well, it was HBO Go is what I saw, oh. on, and I watched that one, and then I uh, read up on it, and there's a cut where there is no Harrison Ford um, voiceover, <laughs> uh, which is like that's weird. Yeah, it's the part of the movie that I like the least mm. is his voiceover. Yeah, interesting. Because it, it kind sounds of, um, like he's reading it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a carpenter. <laughs> is that what he started? What yeah. do you expect? He was making sets. So I've been watching a lot of Blade Runner recently, so I was interested to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. And now I'm interested in Deus Ex. Their new ones one. are really good, too. The but new one is coming out soon, isn't it? It's good in a different way. Yeah. It's good because it's a strong game, or usually. I discount the sequel as existing at all. So Invisible War doesn't count. Don't play that. But Human Revolution is pretty good. Human Revolution is good. But as far as the philosophy and conversation involved in the original Deus Ex, it's so strong. I just I can't get enough of it. Well, there's three different endings for the original Deus Ex too. Yeah. And then they made Deus Ex two. Yeah, Invisible War. No, Invisible War was three, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I feel like it was for some reason. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's happened once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's rare. There's several different endings to this conversation. Sometimes That's I true. say hay bale wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bal hail. Ugh. So embarrassing. <laughs> Bay hail. Is what but uh, <laughs> Human, Revolution, Human Revolution is really good. It is good. Um, it's a fun game, and they actually changed it to be better. Um, they did. Because the boss fights were forced, so there's always the option to go completely non-lethal. Mm-hmm. And you had to kill the bosses. In the original, which didn't make sense. Hmm. Um, so they changed it, I guess, so that can go differently now. Yeah. And then the sequel to Human Revolution, um, what's Mankind it called? Mankind Divided. Mankind Divided is coming out soon, which, which looks is, good as well. It's going to be, the main thing is augmented humans, whether it's biotech or just mechanical augmentations versus regular people and how they're treated within the law, philosophy, whether or not people feel put out by these new superhumans being in existence. Yeah, and it's like a like second-class citizen kind of thing. Yes. It's, it's just race, it's racism. It's, it's hmm. very close. It's, a, it's an interesting storyline. The gameplay is super fun. It is. There's some hilarious, like, I'm going to jump to that um, fire escape and you don't make it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't you can't make it? Okay, but um, that was a noted. that was a big deal in the first game though is going lethal versus non-lethal because within the very f- I think it's the first thirty seconds the first person you talk to is like hey we got you some surprise what do you want it's your brother yeah, yeah and he's like I you know you probably shouldn't kill anybody if you like the silent poison crossbow take that 
No, it's a taser or a sniper rifle. <laughs> and you're like, pretty which, major disparity. You're like, which do I want? And you're like, I'll take the thirty out six. Incredibly well done, though. Cool. It's a good game. Sounds like it. <laughs> want it? Log on to Steam when I'm not playing something. <laughs> okay. I will do that. And you're good. Later tonight. <laughs> That'll be fine. Okay. No. No. Maybe not. Stardew. Stardew Valley. <sighs> I got to get my pumpkin crops bumping. <laughs> I'm trying to get the giant pumpkin right now. Apparently, if you plant <clears throat> a, th- a three by three for certain crops, it'll just sometimes there's a rare chance where it'll grow into one giant really? version. So there's pumpkins, like turnips, and uh, one other thing. And I'm like super into getting a giant pumpkin. <laughs> Of course. So we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that game. (laughs) Stupid. Like the shit that I'm excited about right now is. Isn't it great to be excited about that kind of stuff though? It's, it's like we were talking about imagination. It's like little kid shit. I'm like, this is great. Isn't it? Yeah. I love it. And then I have to go to work and I'm like, (laughs) I just want to be back on my farm. I just want to be fucking pet my cat. (laughs) I have a cat on that game too. Of course you do. Do you get to name him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was hard because I had to pick between my, my cats which one I wanted to name it. Yikes. Mm. Pepper and... No. Mm-mm. Snaggletooth. No. Barry Pepper and Matthew Lillard. That's it. That's them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you want to talk about Sausage Party? This is to put it <laughs> into context. So I uh, this trailer for this movie called Sausage Party was brought to my attention, which is um, an animated film in the in the vein of like Pixar um DreamWorks mm-hmm. DreamWorks mm-hmm. DreamWorks yeah but I don't think it's by either of them no <laughs> I think so but um basically it's got all your stoner movie buddies like Seth Rogen and all those savages yeah and they're supermarket food right <laughs> so mm-hmm. like one of them's a hot dog one's like a hot dog bun and mm-hmm. they're it's like the guy the girl romance because they go together um there's a potato who's Irish, which, <laughs> which you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it be- basically, they're all sitting at the supermarket and they're all excited to get picked. Like that's their whole, you know, goal in life is to get picked, and they don't know why, but they know they need to. The potato guy makes it sound like he's about to go to the rapture. Yeah, so it sounds like that. So they get him home, mm-hmm. and he's the potato gets picked up first, and they're like, "Oh, he's like, oh, this is my time. Like I'm going to the light." <laughs> And then, like, the person just starts wailing on him with a potato peeler, and he's just screaming in agony, and they're like, oh, my God. Like, the other fruit is like, they're cutting off his skin. You know, they're losing their shit, like, in complete horror. And then the trailer just goes completely off the rails, basically, and all the fruits and vegetables and everything are being, like, masticated and horribly tortured. Mm -hmm. And um, they're trying to get out. They're trying to get away, basically. This looks like a hilarious movie that I want to watch today. Absolutely. Right now. I think it, it look. I mean, I bet it's going to be super stupid, but in the best, <laughs> best possible way. Yeah. I like the throwback, like you said, to Saving Private Ryan. Oh, my gosh. There's like an Oreo who like stumbles <laughs> over and picks up the other half of the Yeah, himself. and just walks away. Yeah. It, that, that got me. Like, I'm like, this is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> and then they had that complete just like Saving Private Ryan vignette, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is going to happen. It's too good. With food. With food. When does that come out? Do I don't know? know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But Seth Rogen's in it. Who's Seth Rogen again? The guy who does that funny laugh. Which, Which laugh? I can't do it right now. <laughs> I'm smiling through it. It's going to be tough. Oh, man. 
Well, it's got James Franco and the guy from Eastbound and Down. And yeah. Michael Sarah, I think I saw. Is Probably. When is he not in movies? That's a good point. Mc, Danny McBride? Yeah, Danny McBride the is, uh, is the guy, Eastbound and Down guy, yeah. You know what was a great a, a Terabad movie was uh, Land of the Lost. Well, I it? love it. With Danny McBride and Will Ferrell. I didn't see it. And, and uh, uh, like, Nicole Kid. No, no, it was some... Um, Hottie McHotpants. <laughs> yeah, she was a brunette. That was hilarious. It's a good movie. It's super stupid. <laughs> really, really dumb. But you so haven't seen funny. it, John? No. Yeah. It's Will Ferrell just being doing his Will Ferrell thing. Sure, sure. And Danny McBride is legit funny in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes he's a bit... Like, Eastbound and Down. I love Eastbound and Down. I like it, too, but it, it gets... Yeah. It's a one-trick pony at times. Well, of course. But... He's just doing his Kenny Powers thing. You're fucking yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Powers. When uh, Jason Sudeikis pops up on Eastbound and Down, like I think that's when that thing really... That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think that's when it really goes off when they're in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But Sausage Party, check it out. It check out like the trailer. So the uncensored one. Oh, yeah. Which is the one we watched. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> It's jarring. It is. Yeah. <laughs> And also the hot dog bun, super vaginal. Yes. Oh, it's a vagina. Yeah. 100%. 100% girl genitals. <laughs> so check it out. That's where the hot dog goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're making the joke, and we're hearing it loud and clear. Yep. In the wangs. Oh, in the wangs. In the wangs. Good I'm segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go first this time. There's a studio that made a game called Journey. That we're going to talk about probably next time. Yeah. That Sean's going to play in the meantime. I'll try. Great, great game. Stardew, the pumpkins call me. It's only four to five hours. You'll be all right. I could do so much pumpkin planting in that amount of time. Don't make me save over your game. Fuck. (laughs) So this studio did Journey. They did um, Flower. Did they do Flow? They did. All three. That Um, game company. Journey, Flower, Flow. Yeah. These games don't have guns. Wouldn't they be better if they did, though? No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's something. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, it's great. I got it. It's Uh, too real. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, So they're putting out a new game called Abzu, which which is an underwater exploration. So, Oh, I, I have seen this. Yeah, I yeah. sent you the trailer. I mean, <laughs> no, I saw it previously because <laughs> it was actually in my stupid game informer. Oh, yeah, it oh, was yeah, at E three, I think. Oh, or yeah, GDC. yeah. I didn't for the name wouldn't click for some reason. It's an odd name. Yeah, it is. So Journey and Flower. Uh, I haven't played Flow, but it's on my list. Um, those two are very atmospheric and very organic, yeah. and you, it's they're like exploration games, and you. Uh, interact with the environment and it's very some people would call it slow but it's i I feel like it's atmospherically immersive yeah um and this is like that it's underwater exploration it's like an emotional sandbox journey and you find out what you're doing there and who you are as a person (laughs) um but you don't yeah there's no like you don't like die or anything no there's no breath gauge or anything like that no there's no hud at all um, and it's as opposed to like a simulation where it, it focuses on like the most realistic looking fish. This is more largely focused on atmosphere and it's done by the same, same couple guys. Uh, Austin Winery does the soundtrack for it. 
who uh, did the same for Journey and did the uh, opening theme for 28 Plays, mm-hmm. and Matt Nava, who, who did Journey and Flower and Flow, uh, is still the creative director, and it looks really, really cool. And I love Journey, and John yeah. loves Journey, love so, so we're going to love this game. Journey too. and Flower, so good. Yeah. Flower I have played. Yeah. I enjoyed Flower. Yeah. Yeah. No guns. Um, <laughs> debatable. What's the, uh, what did you find was the best build out for flower? Uh, there aren't any. Being build-outs. a flower was the correct answer. Right. That, yeah. Pollen. <laughs> you were wind. Petals. You were Augusta. I wind. guess you were wind more than you were flowers. Yeah. Yeah. You just collect petals along your journey. Yeah, that's true. You just get your big old tail going. So what I kept doing in that game was collecting like most of the flowers and then just doing contrails in the sky and creating designs and just hearing the whoosh of myself passing by myself. Nice. If that it's makes very, sense. Yeah, it's it was a very interesting game. It was so enjoyable. You could get enjoyment out of so many parts of it mm-hmm. and just get lost in it. Like, I remember, I think the level I liked the most was the nighttime one. Mm-hmm. And you were by, like, the towers or whatever, and they had the little red lights on them and stuff. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> Did you guys, or have you seen the game Entwined? No. Is that the thread one? No, that's Yarny. Or, no, that's un, Unravel. 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 Sure. No. Entwined is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. So Use you, your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you play like these neon, a neon fish uh-huh. and a neon bird, and uh, you're going through this tunnel and you have to kind of position yourself using both of the toggles at the same time mm-hmm. to go through uh, these portals. Uh, so you're, you're guiding this fish and this uh, bird. bird at the same time, and you eventually get to the point where you get enough points and you hit enough of the markers that you like combine together and you make a dragon. And <laughs> it's very much like that where you're just swooping through this through the air through like a neon atmosphere and there's mm-hmm. like towers and platforms and shit huh, entwined. It sounds on, interesting. It's on PS4 uh, and it's cheap. Hmm. Which games haven't you bought on PS4? <laughs> <laughs> Unraveled. <Okay. laughs> I have yes. not bought Yarny yet. Yeah, Unraveled looks really interesting, though. Just yeah. um, design-wise. It looks cutesy. And it's you know pretty. it's EA. Mm. Uh, well, obviously, I don't have a problem with EA games. Oh. Obviously? Well, the UFC one that I in, oh. they wanged oh. okay. last wanged week it. is an EA game. Yeah. I like Fair. sports games, so there's really no other... There's no other way Outlet to get them. for that. Yeah. They're Microsofting me. <laughs> it's unfortunate. That's just all these seeds. <laughs> What's my in the wings this week? I forgot what I wrote down already. Um, oh, Valkyria Chronicles Remastered is coming out on May 17th. That looks so nice. It's so pretty. pretty. It's super. So I have it for PlayStation 3, yeah. and I never beat it because it's a very long game. Ah. Um, but what it is, it's like a strategy game set in like a World War II like atmosphere. Technology's kind of around par with that as well. And basically you are like a ragtag group of conscripts in the military and you're blue and you're fighting the reds. I don't recall the exact storyline at this point. Sure. I do remember at one point you get a mascot who is a pig with wings. <laughs> which is an actual pig with wings that you find in the forest. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that was nice. But um <laughs> There's different classes, so there's like snipers, scouts, lancers who are like our anti-tank guys, mm-hmm. and they're big heavy guys with like uh, rocket launchers, like Panzerfaust. Sure. And um, you have one tank, which is named Edelweiss, which is a flower. Oh. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, <laughs> um, that I think like only grows on this one mountain, and I think 
German soldiers used to get it to like prove their valor and supposed to give them luck, oh, okay. luck or something like that. Mythos. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I like it. And um, it's in this kind of anime style. It's very cute, mm-hmm. but it also has a very um, watercolor type art style, Ooh. which is really interesting. I saw that too, and I was immediately intrigued because I love watercolor. Yeah, you do love watercolor. <laughs> um, but it, it was right like, now. it looked hand drawn, and it looked like the lines were really sharp, mm-hmm. and all the colors were watercolor, and I'm like, that looks legit. It's super pretty. Um, it also looks like a cover shooter. It is a strategy game. Oh. So <laughs> basically, each turn you have X amount of like badges. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like orders, and mm-hmm. you can give orders to. All your units separately, like you have eight, let's say, and you have nine guys. You can move one person eight times if you want. You okay. can split, spread it out, and then different things cost different actions, um, different amount of orders, points when you do stuff. So <clears throat> it can be very challenging, but you can set up little ambushes. You know, you can just go balls to the wall and just assault people. Um, the battlefield changes a lot on you, and you won't know. So, like, I've played through... Battles take a long time. Mm. I've played through like a two-hour battle only to have something change right in the middle and completely oh. F my my tactic. That's F your L, so to speak. My L got F'd real bad. <laughs> like in one in particular, I took cover behind all these buildings and then a tank rolls through the buildings. Mm. And I'm like, I don't have any anti-tank guys. And I was routed and I had to do that whole battle again. <laughs> but um, it's really cool. It has um, permadeath. Oh. So basically your people can die in battle if you can get near them mm-hmm. before the end of the battle. A medic comes and takes them off the field. Okay. Um, but if you don't, they're dead. Mm. But there's a cast of a, over like 100 unique characters, um, boys and girls, all different classes and stuff. And they all have their own little side stories and little missions you can do. That all have super big. It's super pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. It's um a very linear storyline. But you get to choose some of your missions, and the side missions are actually really interesting and have different mechanics. That sounds a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics. Is Which there, I love. Yeah. Yeah, I is love Final Fantasy Tactics. Is there a differentiation there, or is it pretty much similar? There's no grid. Okay. Um, basically, like, you have, when you move someone, you have a bar mm-hmm. based on their class, and as you move, the bar goes down. Makes sense. So you can move, you know, you want to move to your adjacent cover or whatever you want to do, and then shoot at people because your turn's over once mm-hmm. you shoot. Um, but it is very similar. Um, you can upgrade all your tank stuff. You can upgrade all your weapons. Sure, sure. Like all the shit that I love. Nice. So I'm super stoked. I will totally buy it again. <laughs> um, and it looks like it's not coming out as like a full $60 release. Good. Again. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm super stoked on it. Interesting. I'm curious to see that. like uh, 40K tanks. Kind of. Oh. Yeah. Which are based on World War II tanks. Sure. So yeah, it's pretty neat. There's some like weird like... Um, like super behemoth stuff you run into is like crazy tanks that mm-hmm. are more it's kind of steampunky in that sense sure or it's actually um a electric punk like there's a different thing for it you know like the back of the tanks all have these big old like batteries that pulse and if you shoot them with normal guns you can disable the tank that okay. way nice just like stuff like that it's pretty cool nice that sounds like a lot of fun it's right in my wheelhouse yeah yeah serious so I had the flame and the flood on here, but you changed your answer. We're going to go with the flame and the flood. Oh, yeah? Okay. Because Sean showed it to me a few days ago, and it seems really interesting. From what the little bit that I saw, it seems like an Oregon Trail game combined with a scavenger survival game. Yeah. And That's com- probably the best way to describe it I can think of. Yeah. And if you'd like to continue, you know more. No, I mean, I've barely done any more. I didn't do any, <laughs> any of my Reddit research on this ah, thing. Okay. Um, but I completely forgot about it. I had read about it or seen a video about it months ago, and I'm like, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, it was in my stupid Game Informer magazine, which is choosing, <laughs> is proving to be a very worthwhile expenditure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, oh, like this game is out because they reviewed it. <clears throat> and um, it just looks super interesting. It does. And it hits a lot of the switches mm-hmm. for things that I enjoy. And it's a one-way trip, just like Oregon Trail, where you're going down a river. So you can't go back to previous locations yeah. or landmarks or anything like that. You can stop along the way. I'm not sure if it's whether it's stage stops or whether you can choose to get off wherever you like. It seems like there's little uh, like docks, so okay. it's like they just show up. Sure, maybe every once in a while, or mm-hmm. who knows? And it's very roguelike, from what <clears throat> I'm led to believe. So that some resources you can only find in specific locations along the river, but they may not be there based on your playthrough. Right. So it's very, I guess, unique in each time that you'll play through it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you'll find the resources that you require at a given location where you go scavenging whether or not you can craft the upgrades you need for your boat or it seems for your weapons. Uh, it seems sure. like it's both. Like yeah. you, I, I don't think you can directly assault most things. Okay. Um, All I saw was her running away from wolves and things like you that. You can set traps. Okay. I know. Um, I know you can like slingshot things, mm-hmm. but I think it just stuns them. Sure. <clears throat> but yeah, most of the time, like it looks like you're running away from wolves and bears and things, mm-hmm. but then you also do run into people um, like survivors and stuff mm-hmm. and they probably have tasks for you or whatever. Sure. But it's you and your dog. Yeah. And the soundtrack is weird. Sounds really neat. It sounds really it's it sounds it's a custom soundtrack. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously most games have custom soundtracks, but these are actual song songs. Song written mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. And how would you guys describe it? Because to me it sounded like a rock and roll deliverance kind of music. It's folky for sure. Mm-hmm. Um and it's up tempo. Yeah. Um in the trailer at least. I thought it was Bruce Springsteen at first. There this you go. Guy, dude sounds like Bruce Springsteen a lot. Okay. And yeah. you, you compared it to somebody else as well? It sounds to me like a mix between, like, Br- the boss, <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, Murder by Death. There you go. If that gives you guys any sort of semblance as to what that means. So I I was like, whoa. And I'm like, how did I not know when this came out? And <laughs> mm-hmm. I looked it up on Steam, and they just never advertised it. Yeah. It I didn't s- pop up on my feed ever or anything. It took me a long time to find even by searching for it. The name is hard. Yeah. Uh, to the flame remember. in the flood. Flame in the flood. Not flame and the flood. I was like, the fire in the-, the flood. They're like, did you mean fire emblem? Yeah. They didn't say that because that's not on Steam. But either way. <laughs> it came up with a lot of things that were not it. Yeah. Did you mean Goat Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Like, I didn't mean Goat Simulator. Like, you sure? I'm like, what the fuck are all these questions about? But um, <laughs> the music and the art style look really interesting, as well as the just idea of an Oregon Trail roguelike, which I guess Oregon Trail was kind of an original roguelike. Well, but a more yeah, evolved version of that. Yeah. Genre. And I mean, I've had some I was looking at my Steam library and just the shit that I've spent a lot of time on. And um, <clears throat> I don't play a ton of roguelikes, but Sword in the Stars, the pit. Mm-hmm. I played a shit ton of apparently because I have like <laughs> 60 hours into it. <laughs> And it's a roguelike, and I never did that well at it, but mm-hmm. I loved that game. It was pretty good. And, I mean, if that's kind of the same, it was more of like an action roguelike, yes. but you're still going and getting things and trying to just enhance your position. Mm-hmm. And in this, like, you have the boat that you can upgrade and stuff, and it looks like there's a lot of different ways for you to actually go down because mm-hmm. you have to steer the boat in the water, and yeah. if you run into a bunch of shit, you just capsize. A bunch of rapid sections and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and it looks like there was even a dead end mm-hmm. that the player went into. It's like, you went the wrong way, and you're dead. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> and then, you know, being killed by bears and stuff probably mm-hmm. sucks. You can probably starve, you know, all that. Dysentery. Yeah. yeah, they talk dysentery. about dysentery in the article specifically. <laughs> really? It's like, hey, like, remember the couple days ago when you ate that meat that wasn't so good? Like, you have dysentery. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not great. 
but yeah, the art style looks really. It really does. Cool. Yeah, it looks like um, it's stylized of, for yeah. sure, mm-hmm. but it has a neat like tone. It does. The, the tone of the art is really intriguing. Yeah, it's like a dark pastel. Kind yeah, of like um, Firewatch was like that. If Firewatch was a little darker. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot like Firewatch art style. If it was, yeah, ex- dark. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We did it. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Legend of Things. Check out our website, thelegendofthings.com. Or else. Or else. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>